This is your host, Natalie Allport, and welcome to the All In Podcast. Now, two weeks ago, I did an episode, a solo episode, all about the Olympics. And we were talking about, you know, the news around the Olympics, the the pre-facing Olympics, and especially about supporting athletes and their mental health. And what's been so interesting is since then, what has basically panned out during the Olympic Games is the whole conversation on mental health, especially due to Simone Biles and her powerful display of prioritizing her mental health by withdrawing from the team competition and then most of the individual all, uh, events as well as individual all around in gymnastics based on some things she was going through mentally and physically. So in this episode, we are going to talk about athlete mental health. And I know we talk about it a lot on the podcast, but I think this impo- this uh, episode is going to be very important because we're going to, we're going to address, you know, the whole Simone Biles situation. Um, but most of all, we're going to talk about the concepts of mental toughness versus mental strength. You know, we're going to confront some of those arguments that people are, are having in those, the comment sections and things like that. We're going to talk about the culture that has created this, at least, you know, from my perspective and perspective of athletes who have been on the podcast and athletes who have spoken out. These are my thoughts on, you know, why this is happening, why athletes really are struggling with their mental health. And then of course, why now um, it's coming out and we're talking about it more. And then we're actually going to get into some ideas on like how we can change this. So some actionable ideas here. So this is going to be kind of an all encompassing episode, all about athlete mental health. I'm really excited to dive into it. So without further ado, let's go all in. Let's kick things off talking about Simone Biles. So Simone Biles withdrew from the team competition. Now her team was in a good placing. Obviously Simone Biles is a major part of the team. That is an understatement by saying that she helped the team get there. Um, And when she, she withdrew and stated mental health uh, reasonings as her reasons, comment sections all around the world on social media blew up and there was arguments and I am lucky. I I'm kind of in an echo chamber when it comes to my social media. And I'm totally aware of that, that most of the people on my social media support athlete mental health. That's a big part of the, the content that I post and advocate for and the people that I follow. And so it was crazy to me, you know, seeing that people still aren't supporting this, but I realized that actually it's, you know, we're really split 50, 50 on people who seem to understand this and are supporting. And then people who are like, wow, she is mentally weak. This is not what you do. You let the country down. Why did you take the spot from another athlete? So I want to start by addressing that first, before we get into the more broad conversation on athlete mental health, because I think it's really important and really relevant right now and just a great example to use. So first off, my respect to Simone Biles and I'm just, you know, I'm I'm obviously devastated for her and everything that she went through. Obviously, she put in a lot of work up to this Olympics um, and to be going through some tough times mentally and physically is obviously not what any athlete wants at that, you know, highest stage of competition. However, I'm very glad on the other side that it's finally pushing athlete mental health into the the conversation. And, you know, we saw with Naomi Osaka a couple months ago, the same thing. And so it is amazing. And kudos to these young women who are really, you know, putting themselves out there and taking the flack, taking the heat, but pushing forward the conversation on athlete mental health and mental health in general. Now, a lot of the comments that I saw were comments of people saying, 
oh, she must be mentally weak. And that is cannot be further from the case. If you've ever watched Simone Biles compete, she's one of the most talented, strongest, uh, mentally and physically uh, competitors out on the field. Now, there's a difference between mental toughness and, and mental strength. Now, we're often told, be mentally tough, be mentally tough. You know, you push through, push through, push through. Simone is, of course, she's mentally tough, but she's mentally strong. When she knows that she cannot compete and be at her best, it takes a lot of strength to make that smart decision to pull herself out. And not only did she do this to protect her own mental health and her physical health, but also for her teammates. She knew that she would not be able to show up at the level that she was, that she could. And it is so crazy to me that it would actually make some people in the world happier to have seen her, gone out there, hurt herself, or you know, not been able to perform to her best, versus her withdrawing, which gave in her mind and the team's mind, you know, their decision, the best possible result, because she was not able to perform at at the level that she usually is able to. And so so it's, it's so crazy to me when you see these old stories of, of gymnasts who push through and, you know, they have major, major injuries, broken bones, and they're like, okay, I can do it. I can do it. And they're trying and toughing it out. I can assure you that most of those athletes really regret it. And it was because of the culture and that culture is slowly crumbling and we're slowly peeling back the layers of the onion of that culture and rebuilding it. And I think that's so important because, um, gone are the days of those motivational videos where it's like, break this and do this and then still push through. we need to prioritize our health and we need to make it okay to make difficult decisions based on prioritizing and protecting our mental and physical health. Now, Simone is clearly very driven and very passionate. And we always tend to forget this when it comes to the Olympics, especially, but sports in general, that we're there to watch the athletes, but the athletes don't owe us anything obviously we've invested our attention. Companies have invested money. Um, There's coaches, they've invested their time, but there would be none of that if it weren't for the athletes. It's an entire industry based around the athletes. And so the athlete needs to be the center, but often that has actually gone to the wayside. It's been forgotten where there's these systems that make a lot of money and do a lot of things. um, And they forget that it's the athlete and the athlete is a human being. They are not a cog in this whole system and this whole machine. So a support system is just that it's not the other way around. She doesn't serve the support system. The support system is designed to serve her. And so it's her talent and work ethic that has gotten her to where she is. She obviously has a mental strength and the mental strength to come forward and speak about what she's going through with her mental and her physical health, um, especially at the biggest stage and in front of the most amount of people where she is obviously getting a ton of judgment. Um, It's been really interesting to me. I actually saw on TikTok, someone that I know actually post a video where they used, you know, a motivational speech of Kobe Bryant. And he was talking about how, you know, he didn't want to let any fans down and he would always give his all no matter what he was dealing with uh, on the court to make sure that anyone who's buying a paying ticket, you know, got their, their money's worth or whatever it was. And it was interesting to me that he used this as a way to kind of diminish what Simone Biles did and, you know, say that she was mentally weak by, by withdrawing. But Kobe Bryant was actually one of the biggest advocates of athlete mental health. After his his passing, he uh, a book was released that he was working on that was all about the story, a uh, fictional story of a swimmer who was dealing with mental health issues. And so it's just very interesting that people are construing things, of course, like with anything, to kind of serve their own uh, thought patterns or their own 
biases and their own agenda in, in a sense. So just take that in mind when, when you hear these things. But I think um, that it's it's amazing what Simone Biles has done. I think it sets a president, a new president for um, athletes moving forward and just people in general, seeing that even at the highest level, athletes do struggle and it is okay to make those big decisions. Um, I personally wish that I had someone like Simone Biles to look up to. And it's why I speak so much about athlete mental health and make sure that when I have athletes who have gone through mental health struggles and they come on the podcast, that we talk about those things and those important conversations, because I want anybody listening know uh, to know that it's okay to not be okay. And that we all go through these things and, and that we're all human, whether we're high level athletes or not whatever we do, we all go through these things. And, um, I'm so glad that she's obviously, you know, paving the way for the next generation to see that and know that they're going to make decisions. Similarly, that's such an amazing role model to have rather than the role models that I grew up looking at were those athletes who broke all their bones. And then were still trying to trying to do something. And, and they were making decisions for the short term rather than for the long-term longevity of their career and they're protecting their health. And so when I think about that, I think about how the mental struggles that I went through and how every time I had a really bad injury or I was feeling off, it would really set me up for, you know, bad training sessions, possible re-injury, all those types of things. When you are going through times of fear um, or PTSD or, you know, depression, anxiety, these things, it's not the best time to be hitting 80 foot snowboard jumps and spinning and flipping and doing these things and possibly hurting yourself. And I hurt myself quite often. And often it was that case where I was doing something while I was in a state of fear. And I thought, you know, I always have to push through, but now that I realize, imagine if I had someone to look up to where I thought I could say, Hey, you know what? I'm not feeling it. And I need to just hit pause. I need to stop here. Um, and people supported that decision. Maybe I would still be snowboarding because I wouldn't have had some of the injuries I had. I wouldn't have had some of the concussions I had. I wouldn't have every time I pushed through those feelings, my mental health only worsened. I never got to take care of it. And so, um, and, and I want to point out, by the way, I do not blame my support system because as we'll get into in this podcast, this is just the culture that has been, and now it's slowly starting to change. So thank you, Simone, for that. I really applaud you. And uh, I just think it's amazing that the next generation of athletes have you to, to look up to. Now let's talk about the culture that has created this. The culture that we have in sports and that we've had for a very long time is the win at all cost mentality. And what I thought was very interesting was there was an article I was reading actually this morning about Simone Biles and her decision to withdraw. And there was someone who left a comment and said, all the, the 80s motivational videos uh, you know, contradict everything that she's doing. And I was like, oh my gosh, the amount of things in our culture that should be just left in the 80s. The belief systems, the things that we said, the things that we did, like there's a reason why progress is progress. And, you know, humanity grows and evolves. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, you, you watch some of those 80s motivational videos and they say, you're not enough unless you've achieved this and do this. There's no wonder we're having such an epidemic of mental health issues when, you know, some of us were raised in that generation or our parents were raised in that generation. So as we struggle, then we're getting our mental health um, diminished or minimized by people who believe that, you know, those videos they watch and those statements that they saw and all those things 
um, are still, you know, true and the, and the best way to think and the best way to have a, a mindset around doing things, which isn't true. You know, winning is great. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not someone who's the fan of the participation trophy thing. I am like one of the most competitive people that you'll ever meet. So I love to win. I love to compete. But what's the most important is what we learn about ourselves through that process and who we become in that process. And this win at all cost mentality leads to win and not become our best selves in the process. So it's like, how can we change that to become our best selves and then winning as a result of that? It's because often we think, you know, it's that action that when we win, then we are our best self, but actually becoming our best self is the winning. And from there, all those results and external things that are kind of outside of our control, obviously we can control our effort and the work that we put in to get there, that's all bonus. Like that is all amazing, but it's who you become in the process and the journey that is so important. And I think that is what is changing. We've been thinking about things backwards for far too long. And it's not about winning or participation trophies on either side. It's about the fact that participating is very important. Winning is also important. And we can do that with a much better mindset. Now, the other thing is that people believe that winning requires sacrificing everything, right? Like going, you know, if you break your arm or you lose a limb or do any of these things while you are trying to make your goals happen, make this, this, you know, be the Olympic champion or whatever it is in your life. Those are just sacrifices for that. But again, it goes back to like, who are you becoming in the process and what are you, you know, your, your goals are going to change. If you're an Olympian, that's a short time of your life. Um, you're always going to be an Olympian. Yes. If you win the Olympic gold medal, you're always going to be the champion, but there's other things that you're going to do later in your life. And you will often people regret those decisions that they made because that the effects of the mental health and the physical health that come back later, like, was it all worth it for that one moment? And again, nothing negative about going for it and going for that one moment, because that's what I spent most of my life doing. And I've relearned the mindset about that, but I still pursue that in the sports that I do. And in anything, I'm, I'm extremely competitive, but you can do it in a different way. And there was this belief for so long that winning can only be done in one way push through, die, trying mentality. And that you're soft if you factor in emotions and feelings and mental health and these things um, that are just so important. And I think this goes beyond sport in a sense. When we looked back at like the Russian Federation, what they did with athletes and, and in China, how they were taking athletes from a young age and removing them from their families and basically like putting them through the system of just trying to build these champions. It's like, what about the human beings behind that, right? But we also saw that with work. When the, during the wars, everything had to be systemic. Uh, during the wars, everything had to be systematized. So everything was like conveyor belts, factories, systems, cogs in a wheel, right? And everything was for this result. We all have to sacrifice to make something happen. And we've carried that over into so many different things that no longer serve us. We no longer have these massive world wars. We're at, you know, we're at an evolved stage where we have cell phones. The amount of things that have happened and, and evolved over like the last decade, two decades, three decades is, is insane, but we're still living back like that. And there's the people who still lived back in that, who are judging the new generation and calling them soft and whatever it was, but we're in a new world and we have to adapt. And I think it makes sense. Like why, why are we pushing back against adapting into a way that makes us healthier and happier human beings? Like that should be our goal. It shouldn't be 
uh, I don't think our goal as a humanity is like, how many things can we produce? How many Olympic gold medals can we produce? It's like, how do we build happier and healthier people? And seeing people win gold medals is inspiring and makes people want to be happier and healthier. But right now we're, we're pulling down the curtain of saying like, those people aren't happy and healthy. And um, we're realizing, oh, wow, like we, we don't want to uh, have that same mentality. And so if we can change that, we're going to inspire people to be different. And that's why Simone Biles speaking up about it is so important because now it's pulling back the curtain on that and showing people that this high level athlete that's inspired you with their physical talents is also inspiring other people to be like, Hey, I need to speak up for my mental health as well and prioritize it and make decisions about that. Now let's talk. Oh my gosh. There's an ice cream truck outside my house. Do I go get it? Mm. I'm going to get ice cream later tonight. Actually, I'm going to go hang out at my grandparents' house. So I guess I'm going to pass on the ice cream right now because I want to get this episode out there. Um, but yeah, let's, let's talk about how we can change the culture on mental health. And these are some of my ideas. And I just want to state that these are all my opinions and ideas. Um, but yeah, so let's, I I'm so distracted right now, guys, from this. Oh my gosh. Oh, I want ice cream so badly. Anyways, continuing on. Uh, if you, after listening to this episode, go and get ice cream, please send me a message because it'll make me very happy uh, because I'm sitting here giving you guys this episode and skipping ice cream to do it. So how can we change this whole culture in sports about mental health? And I want to state that also this goes beyond sport. Like this is what we can change in our corporate cultures, in our family cultures, uh, so many things. So the first one, you know, the first level for anything is awareness. And I think we're really at that stage. We're at the awareness and advocacy stage right now. So more and more people now are aware that people go through mental health. And especially now we're getting aware that athletes, high level athletes go through mental health, just like the rest of us. Now, how can we change it? Well, we have athletes now advocating. They're advocating for their own mental health and that's changing the cultures and systems that are around them, changing their support systems, changing the culture for the next generation of athletes coming up. Um, and there's people who are advocating to make these changes. And I know of some sport organizations that have, you know, um, uh, mental health counselors and they have people who help athletes with the transition out of sport and the mental health side of those things. So I think those things are starting. Um, the next thing is also education. And I think, you know, at school we have physical health education. Why don't we have mental health education? Because without our minds, what are we? You know, we, without our minds working in our favor, it's hard some days for people to get out of bed and go even do things for their physical health, right? So I think mental health education needs to be uh, more on the forefront, uh, whether it's in schools, whether it's in school system, uh, support systems, anything. Like even when it comes to, for example, social media. Social media is a free tool that we can all use and it can be used amazingly. It can also have negative social uh, mental health effects and, and social effects. And so I think that before you use any of these things that can have positive or negative effects, we need education. How do we educate uh, people from a young age about all these different tools and things that we have now about, you know, here are the mental health uh, things that go on if you do want to pursue sport at the highest level and all these things. We need to educate there. And so I think that's really important. 
Now, when it comes to that, I think it comes to, we need to educate coaches. We need to build these support systems around these athletes where they are prioritizing mental health. They're making a safe space. Because like I said, I had great support system around me, but because of the culture and the way it was, it was in a sense, you know, oh, I have a headache. Oh, you don't have a concussion. It's okay. Just keep going. I'm like, no, I think I do. I need to sit out. And then I would get judged for that. Right. But this is because of the, the culture and the mentality that we all had. And it's not to say any of these people were bad people. They are amazing people still have a ton of respect for all the coaches I work with and, um, really am grateful for them, but that was the mentality and the culture that we had. And so how can we educate coaches to create an open space where athletes are okay to come forward and, and not be scared of judgment to talk about things that they're going through, you know, proactively creating space that that is okay. And, um, making sure that coaches have some mental health education so that they can handle the conversations or, you know, advise the right people around the athlete or to the parents. Now talking about parents, I think that's also important, right? Family dynamics, super important. And sometimes I post about athlete mental health on TikTok and I have kids who post and they say, my dad or my mom doesn't believe that mental health is a real thing or that depression is a real thing or anxiety is a real thing. And, that is heartbreaking to me. So it's educating the parents as well. And then that comes down to educating the athletes because I know for myself, I was the hardest on myself. So if I was educated to have a different mindset and mentality around some of these things, and especially my time in sport, that would have made a massive difference. So education is that next step. Uh, and then it comes down to then changing the culture. If we're all educated on it, we're creating these spaces. The culture in sport will change. The culture in the families will change. Culture in the corporations will change. We need to serve the athlete as a human first. Human-centric cultures. I think that's extremely important. And that will change the culture overall when it comes to athlete mental health in sport. Now, I've done a lot of talking. The ice cream truck, unfortunately, is now gone, but I think I've gone through pretty much all, all the things I wanted to cover on the whole topic of athlete mental health and, you know, why this is this is happening now, the conversations, how to change the culture. Obviously, with the pandemic, that's really kind of brought the conversation of mental health more to the forefront because we're all collectively as human beings going through something uh, together in, in the most part. And, you know, going through losing jobs and staying at home and spending more time alone and isolation and sickness and, and our health and, and all these different things. And so it's really been pushed into the, into the limelight. And then of course, coinciding with these Olympic games, uh, it's, and, and the changes of schedule and athletes being taken away from their families because of the, you know, the bubble rules for some of the professional leagues and all these things, it's really kind of sped up the process of peeling back the layers of this culture and the system that we have. Now, if you haven't yet watched the movie, The Weight of Gold, uh, definitely go watch that documentary. Uh, I was able to be in a conversation with the, um, the producer of that movie, the director, and he's amazing. The athletes in it are amazing. Um, I'm so glad that that movie was created really, you know, it hit home for me. I would just say, you know, trigger warning. It was really hard for me to get through it. Uh, I cried a lot of tears while watching it, but I think it's a really important one for people to, to watch and see the culture. And I think the most important part, because I know I've also seen comments saying, you know, hearing about athletes, mental health is making me not want to watch the Olympics again, or not want to watch these things again. I think it's not, it's not all bad, right? It's not like the pursuit of gold is bad or the pursuit of wanting to win or competitive sports or all these things are bad. I think it's important. I think I love those things. It's like what my life is all based around. However, it's a mindset that we have around it, the culture that we have around it. 
Um, and it's just, that's what needs to change. We need to realize that there's more than one way to achieve winning more than one way to achieve success. Success looks different to everybody. And the path doesn't have to require sacrificing our long-term physical and mental health completely. There are ways that we can do it in a more sustainable manner that is, you know, pushes humanity to more health, happier and healthier people and serves the athletes in a much better way. So I want you to know, as we finish this, that it's important um, and it's okay to know that it's okay to make major decisions in your life based on protecting and prioritizing your mental and physical health. I will repeat that. It is okay to make major decisions in your life based on prioritizing your mental and physical health, especially for the long term. Whether that means leaving the sport you love like I did, or it means switching jobs, or it means taking a step back when people had a lot of expectations placed on you. Whatever it is, know that it is okay to make that decision, take a breather, take a break, so that in the long run, you're a much happier and healthier being. You cannot give to other people if your cup isn't full. So take the time to spend on yourself, get your mental right, get your physical right, and then you can go out there and do your thing. Thank you for listening. Hope you learned a little bit about athlete mental health um, and that you know, you can add your thoughts in, uh, on Instagram at the all in project or message me at Natalie Allport. If you want to com- continue this conversation in any other manner, um, I speak a lot on athlete mental health. I tell my story a lot and I just think it's so important to do so. And every time I go and share it and talk about it, it gets easier to do so. And I think that's important. I think that, um, if you have a story that you can share, adding your voice to the mix, always, always important. So hope you guys have a great weekend. Hope you enjoy the rest of the Olympics. Just a couple days left as of time of putting this episode out there and, uh, yeah, have a good one. Hey, I think that the greatest gift in life is presence. So thank you so much for gracing me with your presence of tuning in to this episode. Now, something that I would appreciate a ton and would help this podcast keep growing is if you, one, take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your social media so more people can find the podcast and hopefully we can help impact more people. As well as number two is if you can leave a rating and a written review. That means so much. And once again, thank you for being here.